0: A blur, really. Like someone has dropped a silver pen on a page of black paper and then smudged it with their thumb. Is that it? Liam says. Why is it so small? Because it's far away. But what you mean is why is it so faint? And that's because it's far away too. But it's moving towards us, so it's going to get brighter. When? Maybe later tonight. Are you sure? Maybe tomorrow? So what are we going to do tonight? He's getting cold already, out here in the dark. What with it not even being spring yet? Not for a few weeks, anyway. Tonight, we're going to watch it move, Roshin says, as she pulls her sleeping bag from inside the tent. If we lie here, we'll be able to see the sky all night long, Liam crawls inside the tent. He's cold. He thinks that Roshin will follow him in, but he knows that's a stupid thing to think. She's never followed him anywhere. It's always the other way round. He takes Bobby out of the sleeping bag, brushes away at the bits of grass on the floor of the tent, and sits him up in the corner instead. But it's not fun being in the tent on his own, even with Bobby, So he forces himself to count to 100, and then he unzips the door again and looks out. Roisin is lying on her back in the sleeping bag. He drags his sleeping bag out of the tent, lays it along the grass next to Roisin, and wriggles inside. I'm back, he says, although she doesn't reply, and even if she did, all she'd say is that he is stating the obvious. He always seems to be doing that. Hold your breath and count, she says. If you count long enough and hold your breath long enough, you'll be able to see it move. Because it's flying. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's flying so fast and so far away, it can change the whole sky in the time you can hold your breath for. It's the fastest thing in the solar system. You just have to hold on, and then you'll see... Liam lies as still as he's ever been and watches, and waits, and holds on. The grass bristles against his skin. The night breeze blows his hair into his eyes, but he doesn't move to brush it away. His face gets hotter the longer he goes without breathing. His lips purse into a tight, wiggly line, eyes wide and gleaming, his hand grasping onto his cousins. Can you see it? she asks. You breathed. Liam lets out his breath, gasps in more nighttime air. It's the kind of air that smells of ice and fresh grass and pajamas. Roshin's hand is clutching his, and they look at each other and breathe in unison, a big open-mouthed breath to sustain them for another 30 seconds, or 60, as they turn their eyes back to the sky. Nothing moves. They both know what they want to be when they grow up. Liam is going to be a farmer like his dad, and Roshin is going to move far away and become an astrophysicist. She knows the names of all the constellations and the different shapes of the moon and the order of the planets, and she knows when the comets are going to be in the sky. That's why she persuaded Liam to camp out in the field with her tonight, the night when it will be at its brightest. She stares up at the sky and then, still lying on the grass, holds the notebook high over her face and starts drawing. What are you doing? He wants to understand. Astronomy, she says. I'm mapping the sky. I have to mark where the comet is now in relation to the stars, so that we can see how far it moves. Otherwise, we might forget. It's not moving. But it will. Have patience. Liam rolls his eyes. This astronomy takes too long. Look. She shows him her map. See those stars? I've marked them here. And the comet is in between those two right now. See? He nods reluctantly. You can go inside if you really want. I don't want. She tears off a blank sheet of paper and gives it to him along with one of the spare pencils from her pencil case. She takes it with her everywhere, so she can always map the sky.